السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على الله Welcome to the Three Muslim Podcast and this is your host Gabriel Romani sitting in from Rami right? MashaAllah and I am joined today by Angel and Fayad Barakallahu feekum السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Waalaikum assalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Anho bro you're, you're swinging forward and back bro what's up with that? Then people know what we're about to get into. He's excited to start. Today's episode is all about swinging. Yes, episode seven of the Intimacy Series. And this is the realest podcast in the dunya, the three Muslims, mashallah. Thank you for having me on again. Hey, Hey, the the viewers asked for it, so we're going to give it to them. They ask, do I clap or do I tap? Listen, we're going to give you the answers right here. They oh, thought episode Allah. five we were going in. Nah, bro, that was foreplay. They thought episode six, nope, oral, menstrual, and other fatwas. Episode seven, bismillah, bro. If you guys think this is going to be the episode, bro, maybe it might not even be, but we'll see. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> Let's see where oh, it goes. Wow. So we talked about uh, oral sex last time in the last episode and how important it is specifically for a female and for her to climax. And a, a woman will... Um, climax and you will feel it when she climaxes a lot of guys they're like how do I know if my woman climaxes if she has an orgasm it's like a spasm a woman will have a natural spasm now she can fake it and we'll talk about that a little bit but in general it's you know her breath starts you know she starts hyperventilating she gets all you know moist she starts uh, you know being sweaty and she starts pulling you towards her starts moving her hips basically and then she just climaxes literally it's a climax and you will feel it right there's a there's a release that is associated with that even just a, a noise or a sound where it's kind of like you know what i mean or she'll even say that i'm coming and so on you like there's no i don't think if any man has any understanding of himself and of his woman will be confused about whether his woman climaxed or not all right that's something very uh, clear so we talked about yeah we talked about oral sex and how important is it we said that there's different opinions some people who are a bit more i guess you know even though there's no there's no evidence they will say it's not i feel sorry for some of those people because maybe those are the same people that their wives uh you know ask for divorce or they leave or they cheat or they masturbate or they use uh toys or all kinds of stuff to please themselves and their marriages sometimes go down the drain because they're not able to be pleased. Now, keep in mind, guys, that we're living in the 21st century. And a lot of the issues that we're dealing with is because society has gone through this liberal, hyper-sexualized you know, wave that has come through a sexual revolution that has come from the 70s, even before that. And the world is, is through that. And the Muslims are living in the world and they go through these same issues. They hear it in the school, they see the porn, they see the movies, Netflix, this, that. They're living in the West. It's something you can almost not escape. I want to say this. If someone's never heard or seen anything, which is very uh, doubtful, but if someone has never been exposed to the problems that the 21st century presents, I think Allah SWT has created us, men and women, to know how to be intimate, just naturally. Naturally, if a man and a woman has never been, they've never been uh, corrupted in their fitra, 
Allah has created intimacy for us. I believe um, that they can naturally be intimate. They can naturally have intercourse and please each other very fast without any problems. Some of the delay in pleasure, the lack of orgasm and so on comes from the fact that we've been conditioned and nurtured to understand sex in a certain way. And if our partner doesn't do it that way or falls below the line of expectation, then obviously there'll be no pleasure. So a lot of times when we're dealing with these discussions, some are, is quite graphic, is because we're trying to teach the 21st century Muslim who lives in the West or even the East right now, we live in the global village, information is accessed everywhere. How to deal, like, does that mean that if I've been traumatized or if I've seen things or if I've done things or if I committed sin or this or that, that I'm, I'm wiped off, that's it. I should not have a good sex life anymore. I cannot do certain things that are still permissible. Within, it doesn't mean that. Okay, we have to understand. We cannot wipe people off. Oh, you know, you're a bit this way or that way. That's it, you're done. No, what I'm saying is that uh, people need to understand what's permissible and what's not permissible. We gave last time the ruling that in Islam, any kind of worship, ibadah, has to have a proof. Everything is haram, unless there's a proof. In mu'amalat or dealings, is the other way around. Everything is halal, unless there's a proof that it is haram. Okay, this is very clear. So keeping those things in mind and keeping in mind what's going on in the 21st century, I wish I could say, let's all purify our hearts and let's just like clear out and just there's no porn there's no sex you're walking on the street everyone is covered there's no advertisements there's no clubs there's no bars there's no uh, nothing you know you don't see anything and everything is just conservative alhamdulillah okay maybe society with years and generations would return back to a uncorrupted natural disposition maybe where a, a man and a woman can have intimacy and make love for two, three minutes and both of them climax properly and it's the best you know, sex they've ever had. But right now you're dealing with a society that is hurt, is, is traumatized, hypersexualized society. Everywhere you turn is sex. And you know, psychoanalysis in psychology, uh, Sigmund Freud, which you know, the guy is messed up. Like he was really, a, you know, he really had some issues. And but there are certain things that he said that just by observation, I'm not saying that they can be verified scientifically. And that's one of the issues that we have with Freud, that there's a lot of introspection and a very small sample population and a lot of his own you know, thoughts and so on. So, but he usually used to say that everything is driven by sex or the need for sex. And if you look around in the 21st century, you can pretty much say that that is one big thing. He said that everything is pretty much this, you know, uh, subconscious drive that drives us and it's sexual. And he has these stages of development uh, and, you know, that, that you, you kind of uh, go through this pleasure stages, uh, oral, anal, and so on. And uh, he says that if you don't, if you don't, um, uh, if you don't graduate from these stages properly, then you end up being in a certain way when you are an adult, right? It's kind of a weird uh, theory. It doesn't make sense. But when you look at the issue of hedonism or satisfying our pleasure, if you look around the world right now in 21st century, everything pretty much revolves around that, pleasures and desires. 
And that's why we quoted the hadith of, of when the Jibreel went and saw Jahannam. And he says, everyone will enter it because it's surrounded by pleasures and desires. Now, some people might say, okay, so you see that we should have no pleasure, no desires. And let's just cut off and just be monks and just be people who do not engage in any pleasure and desire. But then we look at the example of the Prophet ﷺ and the Sharia of Islam and we say, it's only about the haram that's not allowed. So the halal is allowed. Pleasure and desire in halal is allowed. And as we said last episode, it's not just allowed, it's encouraged and you get rewarded for it. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created in such a way that he did not try, he did not put us to, to, to like make things that are permissible haram to ourselves or to deny ourselves the pleasures that Allah has made halal for us. As long as it's in halal. He has given us an option for everything. You want money, he's giving you a halal option. You want intimacy, he's giving you a halal option. You want more intimacy, he'll give you a halal option. Everything has a halal option. Okay, so the Muslims have to understand that. Because if not, that's the problem in our society. There's this dilemma of, can I be a good Muslim yet still be happy or have things that are, you know, pleasurable? And the answer is yes, you can. As long as these things are halal. That's why we talked about oral sex and the importance of that and to please your wife and to make her climax and how that helps the relationship and how that sets, you know, the pace in your house and, you know, clears the cash and relaxes her and she behaves in a different way. And it is important. And one point I want to make here is that a lot of times when people think about sex, they only think about it as something dirty and they enjoy that dirty thing, no doubt about it. But it's like, again, a, a dichotomy. It's like sex and it's like, it's there, but love is something else. No, back in the days, it used to be called making love. Um, and I was discussing this with someone the other day and Angel, you would you know, definitely relate to this. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, in the Latin tradition, okay? So like, you know, Romanian, Spanish, Portuguese, Italians, right? We have that passion and romance and you know it's like you know guys are known that they're lovers you know what i mean right you got, it's, it's just the way it's something in our culture you know and and that's something that we you know we I, I don't know like we grew up with that like that kind of culture where the man is romantic he's a he ple- he pleases his wife he's very like and i'm not saying like romantic like flimsy but he's like you know he's like a, a lover you know what i mean and it was about making love and there was passion well, it seems that today has been reduced to just like banging, you know, it's just kind of like there's no passion, there's no soul in it, there's no spirit, right? So I still believe that the more we understand that intimacy is making love as opposed to just, you know, just banging. And we're going to talk about the banging as well because that comes in sometimes. But uh, you have to have passion. You have to have desire for that woman and she has to have desire for you. And that doesn't come other than through love. Allah put mawadda before rahma. He said that as I place between the two of you, the man and the woman, this love, this passion, you know what I mean? That connects you and mercy, right? And that's when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, he says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ And from his ayat or his signs that he has created from his spouses and he has placed this love between you 
right? So it's so important to have passion and love, that fire to, you know, a man and a woman looking at each other, desiring each other out of love, not just lust, you know, like love and lust because the halal, the bond of marriage is what makes that lust love. So is lust wrong? No, you need the lust. But when does lust become wrong? When it's just haram and it's just, there's no nikah, there's no, it's simple. The Prophet said just, it's a fine line, nikah, two witnesses, wali, mahar, and you know, hijab and kabul and bismillah, marriage. And have the lust, go ahead, enjoy. So that is something that we have to understand. Passion is very, very, very important. And we talked about foreplay because it builds the passion. We talked about oral sex because it builds the passion. It leads us to the time of actual intercourse. What happens on the marriage night? This is the big bang. This is where you, you're going to you know, actually do it, right? Penetration, making love. Actually, this is the one thing that you know, all the other things are just to build up to this one time where you're actually going to now connect with your wife, with your new wife, with your love. You're going to connect in this beautiful act of making love or having sex or intimacy or whatever you want to call it, intercourse, to be more technical. And this is where a lot of men, as I said, do make mistakes. So anything to ask or add, guys, up to before I get into it? We got 20, 20, 25 minutes, more than enough time. Bismillah. All right. So I think I've touched upon this before in one of my previous episodes that for many women, that night becomes traumatic because guys have a distorted view of sex. And if the woman is virgin and she maybe did not experience or she wasn't exposed to too many things, uh, I think I've sent you uh, the question that that sister wrote, right? <laughs> it was like quite a, you know, it was very explicit, right? But she's like, what should I? It's like, well, I don't know. She's like, it's painful, you know? And <clears throat> it's the reality though. This is the reality. So the guy, sometimes you'll just go straight in. Let's say he ignores everything we, we said. He didn't <laughs> watch the previous six episodes, right? Like he didn't watch the three Muslims intimacy series. And he just ignores everything. And he just goes straight for the kill. Try to, yeah. Yeah, is going to hurt. Okay, especially she's going to bleed. Um, it's going to be very, uh, no, there's going to be no pleasure. But that pain is a shock. And that's going to be, is going to slip into her subconscious, is going to be associated uh, with her displeasure of you which translates into problems into the marriage. Oh, brother, I don't know why my wife doesn't respect me. Oh, brother, she's always mean to me. Oh, brother, she's always disrespectful. And then when I bring the two together and I say, what's the problem, sister? Dig, 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 ask, ask after half an hour. Well, you know, brother, when he married me, he just like did this and that. And I hate him since then. I, I can't even stand him to touch me. I, I want to puke when he, like imagine sister said, I want to puke when he touches me. One sister said, I feel like puking only when he looks at desire with me. Like, you know, when a man looks at a woman, he wants to like be intimate with her. She's like, I feel like puking, you know, not once. It's like, man, it's like, you know, people have to understand women are different. If a woman is not ready, she's not able to, she's not attracted to, she cannot have 
intimacy with you, man. She will puke. Like a woman is not, unless she's a bad woman, then she can have with whoever. But a proper woman, like she's, I feel like puking when he looks at me. Why? Because the way he approached me, the way he did it, it's like I was some kind of nothing, like a, you know, non-living being, right? So that's not the correct way. So if you skipped all the six episodes, you're not doing any foreplay, you're not, you know, making things moist, you're not getting in there. You know, we talked about the clitoral, the orgasm, the, the G-spot, all these things, and you're just going in for the kill. Well, man, you might be hurting her, you might be traumatizing her, and you might be ruining your marriage. So take it easy. Some sisters, you know, I mean, this whole marital rape thing is being thrown out there you know that you know i told him no i'm not feeling it. and he just pushed himself in and he just roughed me up and this and that and he raped me on my marriage night all right which was supposed to be the most beautiful time of your life we built onto this episode talking about how you get into the hotel you feed her some sweets you pray with her you talk to her you kiss her, you rub her, you this, oral sex, ta, 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 ta. And now, finally, let's say you watched all the episodes, this is where you are. The easiest thing to do, guys, okay, is to, uh, to basically, let's not forget, before you start, the Prophet, look at, look at the detail, bro. The Prophet says, put your right hand on her forehead, okay? Put your right head on her forehead and basically make the dua, okay? Oh, Allah, protect, you know, us from the, yani the shaitan, basically, and protect what you will give us risk from the shaitan. Allah, shaitan, shaitan, Allah, protect from shaitan, protect from the shaitan what you have given us. Here's a very important point. Why, why, why this dua? The Prophet said, again, he describes it for those who think that Islam doesn't talk about this thing. Look at this. My laugh. The Prophet said, if you don't say that, the sh a shaitan, a shaitan, this is from the unseen. How and this and that. What kind of shaitan? How does he look? This is not, this is from the unseen. <clears throat> These are spirits. These are jinn. Will wrap around your penis. All right. Now you want that? You want company? I don't think you want company, man. You know, the, the, imagine the angels go away when you're intimate with your wife. The pens are lifted. Like everyone shies away. You are left alone with your beautiful wife to be intimate and enjoy yourself. But if you forget to say this, don't say, look, even there, you're supposed to remember Allah. To say, Bismillah. Before you enter her. Okay? There's baraka, baraka, bro, in that. Imagine, it's ibadah, bro. It's ibadah, mm. right? So you enter your wife, the best position, you know, we're talking about position, is what we call, I think, for to break the virginity, to just go on easy is what's called missionary position, okay? It's the easiest. The woman can control you and pull you, okay? And you can talk. That's the whole point. We talked about talk, like, communicate. Look at each other face to face, eye to eye. You can touch noses, touch foreheads, kiss, a lot of kissing, a lot of touching. Don't just like become stiff, right? Allah has given you hands, you know, touch, have as many points of contact as possible. Don't let your weight on her now. Okay, you're supposed to use a little bit like, you know, when you do, like when you do planks, right? You know, planking, right? You can use your elbows a bit. 
if you guys don't, you know, if, uh, if I had you, you know, you obviously are, you're a mashallah fitness. So planks are, are so important for your core strength of your abdominal. And that's very important. Developing your abs and developing your buttocks. Okay. Your squats for intimacy is very, very important. Okay. It's good cardio too, bro. And good cardio. Exactly. So if you enter, there's, that's one of the best position is missionary position. Basically, you're on top of her. She spreads and you're touching, kissing, you know, and talking and close and so on. Then you go inside slowly. Don't just, bam, you know, go hard because, again, it can hurt. Let her pull you in. Talk to her. Does it feel good? Are you okay? Mosh, slowly I, remove. I forgot to give a disclaimer, guys. If there's any kids, now would be the perfect <laughs> appropriate time to... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you ever watched that video with the, the, the Ugandan pastor or no? Which one? The, the Why Are You Gay? You don't know? Oh, yeah. You saw Who that, right? Gay? Yeah. Are you gay? Yeah. Who is gay? So, so, so he, he, uh, he said a lot of like, uh, you know, what gay guys do and like anal and all that. After that, he's like, all right, guys, this is a parental guidance moment. <laughs> and now you want to leave? <laughs> at the end, huh? At the end, huh? Yeah, at the end. I was like, bro, what is this guy doing? <laughs> He's yeah. like, this is so sensitive. Is and now would be a perfect time if there's any kids to leave. So, so another position that maybe gives the woman a bit more control, okay, is if she's on top so she can kind of slide in as she feels. So she uses her knees and her hips to kind of go down slowly. And if she feels that that's easier for her that she can control, then maybe that can help. And, of course, guys, don't forget, uh, alhamdulillah, you know, with the medical advances, pharmaceuticals and all that, there is lubrication right now. It's called personal lube. I usually, I highly recommend it on the marriage night. Okay, you can get pharmaceutical type that is clean and basic. <laughs> I, thought, yeah, you I thought you were about to say that uh, I usually use lube and then you corrected <laughs> yourself real quick. <laughs> Uh, I'll keep that to myself, but uh, it's possible. I mean, you know, it's possible, bro. You uh, never know. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Guys, there's so many very good. advanced positions, techniques. We're gonna talk about all that in Patreon. You know, link in description. Uh, our editor, bro, if you're editing it, just put it right here. Um, but with that being said, today we're gonna be talking about more like vanilla positions, right, Gabriel? Yeah, just uh, vanilla, not chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 yeah. So basically, lubrication is good because it helps ease things in. It makes things moist. Let's say if the woman is maybe a little bit in pain, a pain for the woman is not necessarily pleasure, not at the beginning anyway. Uh, so basically it means less moisture. So with the lubrication, it can make things easier and can push things easier. And she can basically uh, enjoy it a lot more, more moisture, more lubrication, easier for her uh, to climb. So once it's inside, okay, obviously in the first, the first time you're going to have intercourse, it's not going to be like the craziest moves and all that in terms of, you know, uh, frequency of trust and speed and so on. You want to go easy first and let her kind of pace you and tell you, okay, this is good. Yes, like that faster and so on. She can tell you, you can ask her, uh, you know, be a bit sexy and a bit, you know, romantic. Don't be like, okay, you like, no like, you know, you have to be nice, you know, uh, in, in how you in how you approach it and uh you know continue like you remember right you've already given her an orgasm or two before with oral now you're you know you're just basically enjoying the ride and you know you're talking to each other and most likely 
uh, the first night she will not have a vaginal uh, orgasm. It's not that easy for a woman. Some women report having it only later on. She has to be very comfortable, has to be the right position. Some women can only climax in certain positions, like for example, only on top or only from the back, okay? It depends, each woman is different, all right? Different, it depends. Um, so, and some women report of, you know, having no climax, as I said, from intercourse. That doesn't mean that it's not pleasurable. It is pleasurable. Another thing you can do, again, remember you have two hands, okay? While you are inside and you are penetrating, you can still use your fingers to stimulate the clitoris. And that is one thing that women report being a very extreme uh, orgasm or very pleasurable orgasm is when you're penetrating and you're stimulating with your hands, right? So you can stimulate the clitoris. For example, if you're in a missionary position, you can use your hand to slide in and just rub the clitoris while, while you're penetrating. Or from the back is quite easy because it's easier to rub uh, or to wrap your hands around and, you know, to rub the clitoris while you are, <laughs> yeah. while you are, <laughs> while you are. Uh, rub that micro penis. No, no, no. Yeah, bro, the clit is oh, basically a microphone. He's saying while you're doing it, use one hand on the clitoris and then you can stimulate her breasts, her nipples. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And indeed. you can kiss the other one or yes. kiss her or whatever it is mm. that you want to do. I like that you said breast, bro. I had to. Yeah, I got to so. keep it parent. We, we had to bleep you in the last episode. P- <laughs> <laughs> PG-13. Mm-hmm. PG-13, bro, more like, I think it's it's not even PG-13, bro. If there's kids and their parents are okay, bismillah, bro. I don't I don't see myself, like, as a father being, you know, shy and false modesty with my kids. I don't want them knowing this at, like, five years old, bro, like how yeah, Western society is doing. Yes. But definitely when, you all know, just like you said, uh, I think in one of our preliminary episodes, somebody was asking, how do you know when it's time? And you answered it perfectly, bro, that you'll know when it's time they're coming forward with these things right so mm. you know they come i would forward, say come forward just like that having worked in schools for so many years and being a school principal dealing with thousands of students this is one of the common issue man sex is always on their mind you know i i mean i catch you know like letters that they write to each other stuff they you know because i'm obviously dealing with the behavior as well so uh, i can report as early as grade three and four that some of the mm-hmm. kids start, you know, uh, mm-hmm. being heavily involved in these discussions. I'm, sometimes I read some of their letters that I catch or I notes or, you know, if I'm doing my inspection, I'm just like, whoa, you know, this is grade four, you know, this is grade three, like talking about nine, 10 years old, right? Kind of like, wow, you know, that's a lot of information. So indeed, if they're going to public school or any school, even Islamic school, I deal with it. I, I deal with Islamic schools. I've never, I've taught in a public school only like a few times early into my career. I've always been the principal of an Islamic school or dealt with Islamic school. So these are Islamic schools that I'm talking about, right? So you can imagine about public schools. So let's, yeah, let's deal with things realistic in a realistic manner and educate our children in a proper way. And, you know, yeah, if people don't like what we're saying, then obviously they can, they don't have to watch it, inshallah. But I think, I think we're adding a lot of value uh, to, to, to the ummah uh, by this, inshallah. And uh, yeah, alhamdulillah. Anything you guys want to add? Alhamdulillah. Uh, <clears throat> there was one topic that we should cover before we let these guys go. Mm-hmm. But Anha, do you have anything to add or no? Yeah, it, 
if you're with your girl, with your wife, and you are engaging in sex, something that is really, really powerful for the guy to do to a girl is to kiss on her neck and then basically, like, you're kind of, like, biting her earlobe and, like, I guess not breathing, not, like, blowing on her ear, but, like, that's, you know, like, when you're, when you're exhaling, like, right. very lightly. Bro, like, I don't know why, but women women love that. Indeed, yeah. That, that part is mm -hmm. very erotic for women, the, mm -hmm. the neck and the ear and yeah. the behind the ear. But, again, you have to, like, test, you know, because some women get ticklish and the way you do it with the beard and all that. Women like the beard, by the way. SubhanAllah, they really love it. But you got to just kind of test it and slowly. Some mm -hmm. women, even though they like it and it's pleasurable, they're just not comfortable with it. So just because if she kind of pushes away the first time or a few times, doesn't mean she doesn't like it. That's why it's very important to communicate, right? It's very important for her to know that she's safe with you and it's okay for her to tell you how she feels and what she likes. Because what happens is a lot of women report that they're not comfortable with their guy to tell them what they like because they feel the guy is going to think they're dirty or they're bad, right? And, uh, you know, that's why a lot of them don't get satisfied because the guy, a guy doesn't understand what they want. They fake orgasm and then they end up, you know, finishing themselves, right? So it's important for the man to take lead again to let the woman know that you're safe with me. There's no judgment here. Be comfortable. Tell me what you want. I will do it for you. Okay, that's what I always say. You know, I've, I've just, I'm going to release an episode soon, inshallah, about the importance of the woman to serve the man in the house, right? <clears throat> but I believe this is the one area where the man needs to really service the woman and serve her is when it comes to intimacy, you know what I mean? Like, it really needs to, to be done properly, right? So let her feel comfortable and go ahead and let her enjoy, let her talk, let her express what she likes and what she doesn't like so you can, you know, take care of these things so there's many techniques uh that can be developed i just want to mention something uh angel you you touched upon last time the kegel exercises you know mm -hmm. and how important they are for both men and women you, you can also find them as pc exercises or pubic coccyxal muscle exercises for under men and basically they're a contraction of the of the uh the muscle that's between your uh, testicles oh, and your oh, anus yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's almost. very important it's very important for the strength of the erection, for the delay of the ejaculation, and as Angel said, for dry orgasm, which maybe we can discuss later, but as well as the quality of the orgasm. You know, it's very, really, really affects the quality of the inter and, and it even it, it gives you longer lasting, you know, uh, intercourse. So that is very, very uh, important to increase and to stimulate and to make the quality of, of intimacy, uh, you know, much better. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think we've covered that. Do you want to get into some positions or? No, no, no. Next episode, we'll talk, next episode <laughs> we'll talk about that. Next episode, we'll talk about the, the exercises. One mm. thing that obviously me and Anha, you, we all, we already know, but for all of the viewers, they don't know. So we'll just act like we don't know for purposes of that. But what are the rulings on condoms, birth control, you know, all of these extra physical okay. interventions, contraceptives? Okay. 
Okay, so again, obviously, like uh, with everything, there's some difference of opinion. Why? You have to understand why there's difference of opinion. Because at the time of the Prophet there were certain things that were available, or certain things that were done. And then scholars, the way they, people see things differently, right? So for example, what was allowed at the time of the Sahaba that they were pull out. Okay, so the Prophet would allow them to pull out. So when you're about to ejaculate, you can pull out and not ejaculate inside the vagina, right? So that is a contraceptive measure or technique. From this evidence, uh, people make what's called in Sharia qiyas or analogy. So they say, okay, that's a form of contraception that they had at that time. They didn't have anything else. So hence, other forms are allowed, i.e. condoms and this and that, right? So are condoms in general accepted by the ulama today? Yes, they are. Okay, contraceptives as, you know, uh, the pill, is it accepted? In general, it is. Personally, I just believe there's too many side effects and it can affect fertility and other issues because it deals with hormones, okay? Balancing and imbalancing hormones. And that is basically you're messing with your, with your body. And I, I don't, I would recommend people use other contraceptive measures in the end, no doubt that it is the qadr of Allah if you're going to have a child or not. I know mm-hmm. so many people trying so hard and there's nothing wrong with them. And they just can't get it. And there's uh, one brother, one sheikh, he's a sheikh. And he says, even if I look at my wife, she's going to get pregnant. <laughs> he says, I just look at her. And <laughs> she, she got, mashallah, he's got like nine kids already. Mashallah, he's like, every time he's like, I don't want, I don't know what to do anymore. Every time I, you know, sleep with her, she gets pregnant. She gets pregnant, gets pregnant, you know. Uh, so subhanAllah, mashallah. it depends. Man. If, even that is risk and qadr. But family planning, this and that, I personally don't think that is something, I know a lot of people not like that, but I don't see any evidence for that in Islam. Like, you know, the whole family planning, it's a very Western concept. Now you have to be smart though, and how to go about that. But if you believe in Allah, the Qadr, I believe that the best contraceptive measure is uh, just pulling out. Or today with the... uh, the amount of technology that we have, you can, as I said, pretty much map out or, you know, those five days where she's fertile or she can get pregnant and don't ejaculate at that time inside of her mm-hmm. while the rest of the time it's, you can just go ahead and just enjoy. So there's applications because the woman is like a, mashallah, you know, she, they're very, very scheduled. Okay. Pretty much they kind of can pinpoint when they have their cycle. Right, so usually the female cycle is about 28 days, 29 days. And out of those days, five to seven days, take uh, plus or minus, will be the, the actual uh, menstruation. So it's quite easy. You have a lot of advanced applications that mm-hmm. you know, can help you. You can check the temperature. Okay, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the signs of ovulation is higher temperature. Increase moisture again, moisture, and increase desires. Women are very, very have a lot high desire because wow, that's how Allah created him. It's for procreation. It's for having children. Look at that. That's just the evidence that, you know, it's like a woman wants to be intimate, especially when she ovulates. She's extremely, extremely in heat, what they call in heat, you know, <laughs> and that is the best, sometimes the best uh, intimacy. You know, it's amazing how, how the woman's body, yeah, it's probably if, a, if a person studies the female body and understands it, it's just amazing, you know, how Allah created, you know, subhanAllah. Alhamdulillah. And that goes without saying stuff like, you know, hysterectomy, 
vasectomy all yeah. that guys this is this is again i'm not gonna give a photo here but it no, goes without saying a lot of you for purpose and you're 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 taking that purpose away i don't care if it's reversible like why would you do that right this is a very yeah. western thing this is a very um liberal type of mindset you know we're gonna run out of shortage we have a population problem we can't have too many kids nah allah will provide a lot all the risk comes from allah anyway Wallahi, bro, every time I got married, every time I had a child, Allah just brought things, man, like you can't imagine, you know? And he'll provide from you from a place you don't even know. But, but you need to believe in that. If you're just like always panicking and you don't know, you know? No, if you believe, then it comes. If you don't believe, it's not going to come, man. It's like the power of positivity, you know? It's like, you got to really feel it, right? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you believe in Allah, as he says in the hadith Qudsi, I am as you think of me. If you think good, it's for you. If you think bad, it's for you, right? Look at that, subhanAllah, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us. Have positive thoughts and be positive. It will come to you. What is it? What do the Westerners say? Law of attraction, right? Like, Right, kind of like that, right? But this is the divine law of rizq and barakah, you know, right? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. You think positive, you stay positive, you believe in Allah, Allah will give you without a doubt, man. You know, we provide for you and for them. So, in another verse, we provide for them and for you. So, no doubt about that. All right, my guy, Angel, the prince of intimacy. Do you have anything to say? Because I know the king of intimacy today is on my head. Why am I the prince? You just thought, bro, because you can't be the king, bro, if Rami's the king of intimacy. <laughs> he's, he's the most knowledgeable amongst all three of us. Amongst all four nah, of us. I, I don't have much to say. I mean, listen, I have a lot, like, in terms of what I want to say, but like, mm-hmm, should too. I say it? No. Eh, probably not. That's why we're going to do the Patreon you know? series, man. We, we want to get real with this. We want to talk about at least two episodes that we're definitely going to put on Patreon exclusives because, again, this is too real for YouTube. This is too real for the politically correct average viewer that tunes in. Nothing personal, but again, it's priceless advice. You know, it will save your marriage. Habdoma. So if you guys like what you see, become a patron. If not, also become a patron if you want to support us. But if you just don't vibe with us, then why are you even watching this video? The fact that they 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 made it this far means they they vibe with our content, right? So it goes to show for something. But with that being said, guys, may Allah bless you all. Tune in next time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.